Well, I sort of started with a blank slate with Dahmer. Just, I only had the image of the hazmat suits and the blue vat coming out of the, the building, which I didn't even know was an apartment complex. I found out later that it was the Oxford apartments where he committed most of his acts. Ryan sent me the scripts and then called and said, you know, Dahmer is interesting in that he is uh, almost regretful and has guilt and sort of confusion about what went on. He's uh, he doesn't really have a charming, mischievous smile. He's a docile, sort of aloof and almost disassociated from what he did. I immediately went to YouTube and watched the, he told me also to watch the Stone Phillips interview. And so I watched that and, and, uh, and then proceeded to read biographies and uh, I was able to read the police report and his confession. I found on YouTube some audio of what sounds like a psychologist interviewing him or even a detective where he's sort of relaying sort of what he went through and the way that he's speaking is very candid and very normal. You know, again, it was so jaw-dropping that it all really happened, that it felt important to be respectful to the victims, to the victims' families, to try to tell the story as authentically as we could. And, uh, you know, you need to have certain plot points because he did do these things, but you don't need to embellish them. You know, we get it. You know, we don't need to see it over and over again. Honestly, I was very scared about all of the things that he did and diving into that and trying to commit to that was a, a absolutely going to be one of the hardest things I've ever had to do in my life because I wanted it to be very authentic. But in order to do that, I was going to have to go to really dark places and stay there for an extended period of time. I have to say that the crew uh, was instrumental in keeping me on the guardrails. I, I, I cannot thank them enough, and I could not have done any of this role without them. Specifically, Sarah, our focus puller, who was just such a breath of fresh air and light, you know, when we were filming some of these horrific scenes. Jason, our DP, who sort of kept reminding me of sort of why we were doing it. It was easy, you know, showing up there every day, telling the story of Jeffrey Dahmer. To get lost in that, it was a challenge to try to have this person who seemingly was so normal, uh, but underneath all of it, had this entire world that he was keeping secret from everybody. So, you know, we had one rule going into this uh, from from Ryan that uh, it would never be told from Dahmer's point of view. As an audience, you're not really sympathizing with him. You're not really getting into his plight. You're more sort of watching it, you know, from the outside. It, it's called the Jeffrey Dahmer story, but it's not just him and his backstory. It's the repercussions. It's the society, it's this how society and our system failed to stop him multiple times because of racism, homophobia. It's just a, um, a tragic story uh, that affected everybody gets their side of the story told. And it's really, um, the Jeffrey Dahmer story is, is so much bigger than, than just him. All right, everybody. Uh, this is Dave D. Saint here on October 1st. It is the worst officially the witching season, and we are here to start our Halloween month. <laughs> uh, 
So you just, you guys just heard <clears throat> the interview with um, Evan Peters, the great Evan Peters, who just portrayed one of the most iconic. Um, I don't want to make him sound like a superhero or anything, but uh, legendary, I guess, um, serial killers of all time, uh, Jeffrey Dahmer. The it released on September, I believe it was September twenty. Oh, I forgot. September something. What's out now on Netflix? It's called Dahmer Monster, the Jeffrey Dahmer story. But um, and it just it's a inside look into um, the horrific murders that Jeffrey Dahmer did. He was like focused on homosexual black men and and his and and um. An Asian, it was almost like a racial thing, even though he said he never really looked at it that way. Um, it, it almost felt like everything that he was doing was more uh, racially, uh, what's that called? Racially focused. I mean, but he, but you can see that even though he says that he was a, of sound mind, um, you can see that he was not all there. He, there was something there that made him more darker than normal. He was. He was just sick, demented. Um, so yeah, uh, I just wanted to start off by letting you guys know that that's out now, and obviously everybody's going crazy on Netflix. It's almost like um, like Squid Game. Everybody's going nuts for this thing. I was at work, and that's all I could hear is, "Oh my God, Jeffrey Dahmer, Jeffrey Dahmer, Jeffrey Dahmer." Obviously, I wasn't really super gassed. I didn't even know that it came out. All of a sudden, I just see that there's a trailer, and uh, no, and I saw Evan Peters on it. So I see Evan Peters, and then I see Ryan Murphy is one of the producers or the, one of the creators or directors or whatever, and they're all—they're both. You know, I mean, uh, Evan Peters is an all-over American Horror Story, and Ryan Murphy is one of the creators of that show. So I was like, you know what? Let me check this out, and yeah, it delves—it delves really, really deep into the darkness of this demented man. He even thinks that he's just pure evil. He doesn't believe that he's sick. He says that he's of sound mind, but uh, it, like any addiction, it was very hard for him to break out of any of these things. And uh, yeah, the Dahmer story was just really, really sick and demented. And it's crazy how uh, they mention um, Ed Gain and. Ed Gain and John Wayne Gacy, two other notorious serial killers of the past. Um, but yeah, um, it's out now on Netflix. Um, giving it a shameless plug because, I mean, it's entertainment. If you're not in for the squeamish type of stuff, just, just don't watch it. But it's out there and you guys can, you know, re you know, see the adventure or whatever the heck. It's not really an adventure, but... Um, see what everybody's talking about, you know, because everybody gets hard for all these type of things. So, yeah. Uh, doo -doo 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 -doo. Okay, so obviously we are on October 1st. Um, <clears throat> we're starting our, uh, I'm coming back to another podcast. Um, trying to stay as, as relevant uh, with you guys as much as possible, like I was doing it before, you know. Um, it's just, you know, with with work and with without time and just doing so much things um trying to see if i could get back on the ball of things um this podcast i want to actually you know obviously do my trailers but i want to talk to you guys about the bad bunny concert that i went to uh, a couple of like a month ago and then i want to do my stranger things four question here and then we'll probably uh move on straight i won't i won't involve news into this one but um 
maybe just a little bit and then i'll just do my reviews and recommendations and we'll move on from there so yeah so the first trailer we're gonna look at is called hellbound uh trailer dropped the first trailer dropped or the first season for netflix came out about 10 months ago and let me just read to you guys what the synopsis is of this because i'm not really 100 percent sure i think i was looking at the trailer i just don't know uh, let's see this. It says Hellbound. It looks like it's an Asian uh, series. So the synopsis it, it reads: People hear predictions on what they will die. What? Or oh wait, people hear predictions on when they will die. When that time comes, a death angel appears in front of them and kills them. All right, um, I guess that 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 that's something. Let's see what this uh, trailer, Hellbound official trailer, Netflix. Okay, let's see. I think this might be um, what's it called. I think this might be foreign. So if there's if there's uh, you know subtitles, I'll read them to you. This trailer came out about 11 months ago. I believe the second season is about to come out. So let's try this. Happy birthday to you. <clears throat> Happy birthday. Haha, <laughs> you're still up? So yeah, it is foreign. It looks like mom. Something's coming up behind her. Park Jungja. Jungja. You will die in five days. Netflix, obviously. Why do people sin? The concept of sin exists because humans choose to sin. We have forgotten about shame, remorse, repentance, and redemption. God has found a way to directly show you what hell is like. He's telling us to be more righteous. Okay, it looks like these giant monkey gorilla things. From the director of Yong Song Hong. Okay. It's the fear that will set people free from sin. I like to welcome you all to the new world. Hellbound. Alrighty then. So uh, that came out last year, November 19th. Uh, and it looks, I mean, it looks, it looks like a good movie. I mean, uh, it's a foreign film, so obviously you would have to be into that type of thing. And I, I'm not, I, I don't, I don't, I don't fret from it. I don't go away from it. I like reading sometimes. You know, I've been getting into anime and stuff like that. So it's, it's, it's okay to watch a foreign film from time to time. I mean, some of these movies end up being so big. Just look at Squid Game, and they end up being something that people want to watch you know it's freaking crazy um next trailer we're gonna look at is one of bruce willis's last movies called fortress um now bruce willis for a good minute wasn't doing a lot of movies but um he did a bunch of like low budget films or straight to video films it looked like he was just tired of 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 acting or whatever the case uh, so the plot the plot is a group of criminals led by Robert's former nemesis Balzati, Balzati, 
who hell-bent on revenge, forces a retired CIA agent and his estranged son into a high-tech bunker. Will the thick walls and defenses be powerful enough to against Balzari's forces? All right, so this looks like it's a futuristic type of movie. Um, again, like I said, he's been doing... He, he did a lot of low-budget films before... Um, before his retirement, because as we all know, uh, he tested positive for some mental disorder, and right now he's not able to continue doing his acting. Uh, Jesse Metcalf is one of the other actors in this movie, and J Chad Michael Murray. Chad Michael Murray, you may remember him in a show called One Tree Hill, and he's done. He's tried his hand at other TV shows and other movies. Jesse Metcalf, I don't remember him that much. Uh, let's see. He was in Desperate Housewives. Okay, yeah, Jesse Metcalf was Desperate Housewives. He was the gardener. I remember him now. And he was in John Tucker, Must Die, or whatever the case. But yeah, let's check out this trailer and uh, see what happens. If you hear a commercial playing in the, in the background, it's because, again, I don't have a computer to tweak these up. So you may hear other trailers that you don't want to hear, but whatever. I'm still here. Alaska Daily. Here we go. Lionsgate. Here we have all the amenities. Pool, target range, river with loads of fish. Here we are. Good to see you, Paul. I'm with Wild Dad. I stay busy. We gotta talk. <laughs> what is this place, Dad? complicated. Were those gun shafts? Where is he? Yes. From the producers of Lone Survivor and Irishman. It's a fortress. It's our emergency shelter. Who are they? Frederick Balzari. Who's he want? Me. You know, I should go help my dad. Oh my god, he looks horrible. serious grievance with you and your government. It's your government, too. Oh, Shannon Doherty's in this, too? There's sitting ducks out there. Right here. Go! Jesse so see Metcalf, Bruce Willis, Chad Michael Murray. He's a notorious colonel that we've been tracking for years. No one robs me. When you're boxed in, fight your way out. I'm not leaving here without my father. Neither am I. No one needs this mouth. I should have killed you. Should have, would have, could have. Anybody home? Any last words? All transactions are final. Fortress. You coming? Nah, I'm having fun. So this came out December 17th of last year. Obviously, um... Nobody really knew much about it. It, it. it was one of those movies. I guess he just became one of those guys that was just doing it for the paycheck. He really didn't care. Um, and I mean, I, I guess that's the way to go out, right? <laughs> now he's just going out. He he, he quit. He, he retired from, from, I was about to say, he retired from wrestling. But he retired from, um, from acting because of the situation that he has with his head. 
But then again, you I think he already had lost the love for his acting or whatever it was that he was doing. All right, next trailer we're going to look at came out about 10 months ago. It's got another uh, Netflix exclusive, I guess. It's called Decoupled. Uh, Mad Haven, Servine Chawala. It looks like this might be an Indian movie. Uh, it's, it, it reads, follows a writer and his wife who announce their divorce with a party which ends up exposing other absurd relationships in the world. So I guess this might be um, another foreign film. I'll read to you what it, what it says. But here we go. This is called Decoupled. So, what did you say this is for? I mean, who's really interested in listening to a separating couple talking about marriage? Everyone. Did you even hear a word of what I said? Yeah. I guess you, you guys can understand what he's saying. Actually, yes. I'm a man. We're not about enough to make fake sounds. All I'm asking you is to show me that you heard me. You know, some of this sounds like marriage. So, what did I miss? Vicky, life is just so perfect in this moment. You die in your arms tonight. I don't like guys like him in the first place. You know, when I was his age, most of the girls I was interested in didn't even know that. I know. You know, I think the validity of marriage should be 10 years max. Men can never be happy in it. Are you ready to lose her? What do you mean, lose her? A young, hot guy with long, flowing hair having... So I was just wondering about the ground rule. Like, can we see other people? I see a point. Notes to self. Loneliness is not the scarcity of people. Loneliness is when hot people don't want to be with you. Huh. This is me. You feel like I don't know my mom up anymore. They make sense only together, right? Most marriages might be happier than couples man. Yeah, I don't know. People's lives are so small. It just takes a month of good marriage to know the whole story. We are more than a month of good times. Yeah. Eight Spoilers. years. All right. What's that? Actually, you've fallen out of love with your husband. And yet, you are going to stay in the same house under the same roof for the sake of the child. But that's called marriage. <laughs> Alright, so that uh, was released December 17th of last year as well. Obviously, it's a, it's a love story movie about a couple that's, I guess, grown old together. The woman looks hot, you know, and he's getting aging. And is he ready, is he ready to lose his hot wife to some, some younger, massive man or whatever? And he's literally just trying to cope with these things these feelings and everything and trying to see if they stay together for their children alrighty so the next trailer we're gonna look out now this came out a while ago but unfortunately I haven't seen it yet I guess it's a movie I thought it was a TV show but uh, let's see what this is it's called hold on uh, is this it Yes, it is. Okay, so this is the official trailer of The Ice Age Adventures of Buckwild. The trailer came out about eight months ago, uh, obviously around Christmas time or a little before that because the thing is it got pushed back and it wasn't released in December. The trailer came out. So I guess it's out now. 
So we can watch the trailer. Uh, it reads, The Ice Age Adventures of Buckwall continues the escapades of the Possum Brothers, Crash and Eddie, who set out to find a place of their own together with the one-eyed weasel, Buckwild. They face the dinosaurs who inhabit the Lost World. And obviously, this is a uh, Disney Plus exclusive uh, based on the on the series The Ice Age or Ice Age. But let's check out this trailer. Disney Plus. The meltdown. The dawn of the dinosaurs. The continental drift. And collision course. On January 28th, which already happened. History's greatest heroes return. Crash and Eddie went back to the lost world. And I thought I made bad choices. Boys, Buckwild is your service. Our hero! What brings you two to my world? We want even the life of adventure! Like you! It's a bad time for a tropical vacation. Everyone, we face a grave threat! Can you repeat that? Adam Marshmallow in my ear. The wildest. You've been gone a while. Shouldn't we just be looking for bones at this point? Thanks, Sid. Adventure in Ages. Comes to Disney Plus. Boys, what you lack in intelligence? Destiny awaits! Oh, destiny hurts! You make up for him bumbling ineptitude. The Ice Age Adventures of Buckwild. If we don't find them, I'm gonna kill them. Alrighty, so that's part of Disney Plus's. Uh, on was not a library of movies or TV shows or whatever the case. Uh, moving on, if you guys are fans of Ice Age, check it out on Disney Plus. Next trailer we're gonna look at is called "Marry Me," and that stars Jennifer Lopez with another one of her boring movies. Um, who else is in this? Jennifer Lopez and Owen Wilson. Uh, the synopsis reads music superstars Cal Valdez and Bastion are getting married before a global audience of fans but when Cal oh no I'm sorry Cat Valdez but when Cat learns seconds before her vows that Bastion has been unfaithful she instead decides to marry Charlie a stranger in the crowd the trailer came out about 10 months ago I remember one of my um, co-workers telling me about this and yeah Let's check it out. The Marry Me Concert Tour is something you will not want to miss. In 36 hours, superstar Cat Valdez and Grammy-winning Bastion will perform their new song, Marry Me, and exchange vows in front of a streaming audience of 20 million people. Shoot you. I'll be the one in the veil. Charlie, this is once in a lifetime. I've got my daughter tonight. Oh, Sarah Silverman's in here. Dad, you haven't had any fun since Mom left. Just say yes. What am I doing here? Okay, let's go. We only have five minutes. 
What's everybody looking at? Nothing. Give me your phone. Hold this. I'm told that uh, 20 million people are supposed to watch as we take our vows. They say if you want something different, you have to do something different. Why not? Yes. I'll marry you. You. Go! 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 Do you, some guy, take Kat to be a lawfully wed wife? Okay. Left the guy from the concert and also married her Uber driver. It's a really serious situation. I say if you offer five thousand dollars, we better all blow over. Or I could stay married to him. Huh. I started something last night, and if I don't finish it, I'll look crazy. We gotta get out in front of this. Hi. You. <laughs> it's three months. I don't even know her. We both did this. So whether we like it or not, we're in this together. We have to embrace the spontaneity of the moment. I don't want to be the punchline. It's Valentine's Day. Well, Valentine's Day that passed. This is the most unbelievable thing that could ever happen in life. Right now, 237,000 people are like, he looks like he's a math club. I am in a math club. Uh, hanging with you guys today, I don't know, it made me feel kind of normal. Come with me to the false I mean formal. Are you asking me to the school dance? Well, I could leave a note in your locker. Say. Yes. Call me if you're lonely. Uh, hello? I'm Are you afraid she'll fall back in love with Bastion and help you? I'd be afraid of that too. We don't need to pretend. I don't fit. Jennifer Lopez. Owen Wilson, Maluma. This is smart. I think we left smart six weeks ago. I was on my way to marry me. Who do you think you are, man? Some fan? No, I'm not a fan. Just, well, I mean, I am now. Featuring new music from Jennifer Lopez. Alrighty, well, uh, um, I don't, I lost it for, um, Jennifer Lopez a while ago. Uh, it's whatever. Uh, next trailer we're gonna look at is called Mother Android. Mother Android, let's see this. Stars Chloe Grace Moritz, who was one of my favorites. Um, but I don't know, she just. She had like a mental breakdown, decided to freaking shut everything down in her life. Didn't want to continue doing anything. I, I don't know. I just, she just went berserk. This uh, Mother Android uh, it, uh, came out, the trailer came out around 10 months ago. Uh, it released December 17th. It was a Hulu original. Uh, the synopsis reads, in a post-apocalyptic world rocked by a violent android uprising, a young pregnant woman and her boyfriend desperately search for safety. Let's check this out. 
What's up, squirrel? Is she good? No. We gotta get going, seriously. She won't stop kicking. Come on, baby. Let's go. perfect world, none of this ever would have happened. Androids were a part of our everyday life. Oh, chocolate sweet. And then one night, everything changed. The Matrix, from the producer of The Batman. I get to Boston before I give birth. It's the only safe place. How long would that take? Two weeks. If you can find a safe way for us to go, I'll go. I'm fighting a war against an enemy that literally never sleeps. Killing machines. They won't stop until we're all dead. We gotta get through no man's land without being noticed. No checkpoints. No humans. A lot of androids. We'd have to be quiet. Silent. We'd have to be silent. Chloe Grace Moritz. The Android Rebellion leads to the extinction of human life. We are all programmed. I would die for you. I would be the same for our baby. To survive. Son, I'm going to give you the only thing that I have left. A chance. Mother Android. That actually looks pretty good. It premiered December 17th of last year. So obviously it's out now. I'm going to definitely check that out because I'm a big uh, robot fan or Android fan or anything mechanical that is like new age for like this world or whatever. Like, um, I don't know. I'm just a big fan of uh, nerd stuff. Uh, next trailer we're going to look at. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. It is called Adrian. <clears throat> Why is that happening? <sighs> I was there, Leo. Oh, Shredder, with a half gainer. Did he swan dive right into the back of the garbage truck? Yeah! Raphael, come away from there. You are ninja. You must always practice the art of invisibility. Next trailer we're gonna look at is called Adrian. It came out 2021, 10 months ago. Well, they dropped the trailer 2021. Uh, it's on HBO, I believe. Um, HBO exclusive, maybe on HBO. Yes, HBO, HBO Max. It reads, as the muse of Hal Hartley's indie classics and as writer, director of the critically acclaimed Waitress, Adrian Shelley was a shining star in the indie film Firmament. Let's check this out. I guess Paul Rudd might be in it, I guess. HBO Max. Hi, it's me, Adrian. Somebody's agreed to let me make a movie again that never fails to surprise me and delight me. She craved having her voice heard and her vision be out there. From when she was five years old, when she was in kindergarten, she always stood out, it was always Adrian. It happened quickly. In no time, she was the star of this indie cult film. 
am sitting in a diner freaked beyond belief. What have we learned here? Write it and direct it yourself. She really knew what she wanted. She had such a clear idea of it. Honey, you're rushing. Okay, I'm gonna a little bit. It's fine, I don't care. Her greatest joy was that child. She was the happiest I'd ever seen her. I went to bed that night, the luckiest guy alive. By the next night, I was living the worst nightmare imaginable. My phone rings, and you said, Brian, get up here, Adrian's dead. I just remember I fell to the ground, and I started screaming. It was a documentary. From the detective, and he said, Andrew, we arrested the guy who killed Adrian. Not a minute of every day goes by without me thinking of Adrian and what my daughter Sophie has lost. What the world has lost. This was gonna be her moment. How are we here? And she's not. I just have a very specific kind of satisfaction when I see Waitress on a Broadway marquee. I was going for a tone where you can find what's funny in what's painful, which has always kind of been my strategy anyway in life. That's You're sad. almost the same age as her here. Don't be afraid of dying. Be afraid of never living. Adrian, streaming December 1st. So it's out now. It was an HBO original. Uh, it's a documentary based on the writer of Waitress and um, Broadway shows and all that stuff. Next thing we're going to look at is called the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the Cowabunga Collection. So this is something especially made for like nerds like me, people who grew up in the 80s all the way through the 90s and stuff when we started seeing the slew of video games that were coming out based on all these different things, especially the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, which was a superhero group of uh, four brother turtles who were transformed by the Norman and nuclear goop. Pizza is the food that's sure to please these turtles are into pepperoni and cheese. Um, they get transformed into, uh, you know, humanoid turtles, which have legs and arms like us, and they get turned um, into martial artists by their sensei Splinter um, through this ooze, this uh, this mutagen that made them human. Now, in this video game, <clears throat> in this video game, there's going to be a series of different games inside of it. In 1989, they released Teenage Mutant Turtles, Ninja Turtles for the NES, which is going to be in there. In 1989, they also released Teenage Mutant Turtles, the arcade version, which is also going to be in it. In 1990, in 1990, they released two video games. There was Teenage Mutant Turtles 2, the arcade game, Teenage Mutant Turtles Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Fall of the Foot Clan which is also going to be inside this which is uh, one is uh, their NES Arcade NES and Game Boy 1991 they released two games called Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Turtles in Time which will be the arcade game in 1991 they also released Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2 Backed from the Sewers which is a Game Boy game they're also going to have 1992's Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 3, The Manhattan Project, which was an NES game, which is Nintendo Entertainment System. 1992, they also released Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 4, Turtles in Time, which was the Super Nintendo NES version, which was Super Nintendo Entertainment System. They also released on that same year, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, The Hyperstone Heist, which came out to uh, Sega Genesis. Then the next uh, inside this game is going to be a massive collection of video games inside of here. In 1993, they released three games called Teenage Mutant Turtles 3 Radical Rescue, which was for the Game Boy. In 1993, they also released Teenage Mutant Turtles Tournament Fighters for the Super Nintendo Entertainment System. Uh, then and they also released Teenage Mutant Turtles 
tournament fighters for Sega Genesis, and then the last game that will be included in this collection is 1994's Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Tournament Fighters for the Nintendo Entertainment System. So let's check out this trailer. Um, if you're a big Teenage Mutant Turtles fan, this will all this will be released specifically for Windows, uh, Steam, Nintendo Switch, PlayStation 4, PlayStation 5, Xbox One, Xbox Series XS in August 2022. So it's coming out. It's, it's, it should have been out right now. So. Let's check this out. It's a, a compilation of video games here. So let's see. TMNT Cowabunga. Here we go. Here we go. Play. Rated T for team. So right now it's just showing uh, snippets and uh, pieces of all the video games that are in here. Uh, get a slice of the action. Uh, there's Tournament Fighter. Uh, the arcade game, they're showing snippets of that. It's pretty good. One Shell of a Time. The Manhattan Project. Turtles in Time. More tournament fighter footage. Save, rewind, and more. Yeah, it's a bunch of footage on, on everything. So definitely from Konami definitely it came out 2022 August so we're in September so the game should be out right now so you guys definitely go check that out um alrighty so the next thing we're gonna look at obviously the the, the show's out right now on Amazon hold on one second they are actually on the They are actually right now on the, I believe it was the fifth episode. And um, so far, you know, at the beginning, I wasn't really feeling it. But now I'm actually starting to feel it. I'm just starting to get more closer. It's actually the trailer for The Lord of the Rings, The, pa the Rings of Power. Trailer came out about two months ago and shows out right now. So definitely go check that out on Amazon Prime. And let's check out the trailer. Before that, I'm going to read uh, the synopsis here. The epic drama set thousands of years before the events of J.R.R. Tolkien's The Hobbit and The Lord's of Lord of the Rings follows an ensemble cast of characters, both familiar and new as they confront the long feared reemergence of middle earth of the evil of evil to middle earth now this show predominantly is about galadriel who uh kate blanchett played in the original movies and um what's his name uh i keep forgetting their names Galadriel who played uh, you know who Kate Blanchett played in the original movies and he, 
with his name. Sorry, Isildur is in there. Isildur was the king who took the ring. Before he was supposed to destroy it, but he took it, and um, <clears throat> it corrupted him, and eventually he died. Uh, who else? And the other main character is. How are you not gonna have him? He's one of the main characters. His name is Elrond. Elrond was portrayed by the guy who played Agent Smith in The Matrix. His name was... His name was... Hugo Weaving. Hugo Weaving portrayed Elrond in the Lord of the Ring movies, but in here it's some new... Um, some new actor who if I even mention his name you wouldn't know who it is but yes let's get to the trailer the trailer released around two months ago um, in San Diego Comic Con but they released the trailer the first teaser trailer was released in uh, during the football season which probably be around two months ago right no 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 it was uh, that was around March but whatever we're looking at the San Diego Comic Con trailer We thought the war, at last, was ended. Prime Video. Today, our days of peace begin. Elrond. So this is way before The we Hobbit. We our joys would be unending. And Lord of the, uh, uh, Lord of the Fellowship. would never dim. <clears throat> the skies are strange. Based on the works of J.R.R. Tolkien. Evil does not sleep. It waits. Beyond the darkness, tempting shadow, to bury us all beneath the mountain. He has no one name, but many. Discover the legend. Now forge the rings. If the eagle rising is left unchecked, it will take us all. The shadow will not find you. Together we can survive this. Fight with me. Each of us must decide who we shall be. There can be no trust between Harlan and Rock. Eventually one or the other, I'll surely break. You 
power september 2nd which already aired so we are literally in the midst of all that you know being that we're on october 1st um we've been going through a lot of it um so i'm like on the fourth episode i think it's the fourth that they dropped or was it the fifth that just dropped on friday it's every friday they drop an episode so definitely check that out now um the trailer looks a lot more better than than the actual show because of the fact that there's no real celebrities in the show but um it's one of the most expensive shows for amazon prime they shelled out a lot of money for this series so it's definitely something worth watching i mean i i'm enjoying it so far you know there's a lot of stuff that's matching up uh that's you know are to the other to the other to the movie series so definitely check that out every friday it's out now again i don't have to you know push this on anybody but definitely if you're interested in the lord of the rings and you're a nerd like me check it out so the next trailer we're gonna look at and the final trailer we're gonna look at is uh moon knight the final trailer uh hold on uh Okay, so obviously Moon Knight is already done. It's on. It's I've this show completed. It's on. It's on um, Disney Plus. I believe I even had a questionnaire on it a few uh, episodes ago. But obviously my trailers are all just catching up. You know, with a lot of stuff. So definitely this is this released about six months ago. I believe the trailer came out about six months ago. Uh, before the show aired, it uh, reads synopsis: Stephen Grant discovers he's been granted the powers of an Egyptian moon god, but he soon finds out that these newfound powers can be both a blessing and a curse to his troubled life. So let's check out the final trailer, and then we will move on with our podcast. I'm losing. I have a sleeping disorder. I can't tell the difference. It's been a while, I'm trained. Yeah. What's wrong with you, Mark? Why did you call me Mark? It must be very difficult. Always in your head. There's chaos in you.
Alrighty, and alrighty, so that's Moon Knight, and that stars Oscar Isaac alongside Ethan Hawke. Oscar Isaac is uh, pretty much a, a, a dysfunctional, um, multi, multi-personality person with uh, superpowers of an uh, Egyptian god. So, yeah, that's what it is. Now, we will... We will cut off for a real quick, pay some bills, and be right back. And we are back in the space. And I will sing you a song every day upon my face. Alright guys, everybody, let's just talk about my adventure going to the Bad Bunny concert. This was before the VMAs, before he pulled off his stunt and decided that he wanted to kiss both female and a male on stage and make everybody be like, ah! Whatever. Uh, that day before, which was Saturday, a VMAs was held on Sunday. So a friend of mine hits me up, tells me, obviously she already was planning on taking me to go see this Bad Bunny concert. I don't know why, don't ask me, because honestly, I could care less about Bad Bunny. I don't listen to his music. All I know is like three songs. That's in Dakiti and Titi me pregunto. Well, she said that she wanted me to go along with her, so obviously, even though I tried to talk her out of it, I told her, well, wouldn't you like to take somebody who's a little more into this? Maybe you would enjoy it a little better, whatever the case. She wanted me to go, so I was like, all right, screw it, let's go. So Diplo was supposed to be playing, starting off the show. It was obviously in the Yankee Stadium, so... Um, I hit her up early, and I told her, shouldn't we leave now so we can get there early to see Diplo or whatever the case she was like I'm not really excited to go see Diplo I want to see more Bad Bunny I'm like alright it's your money that you spent I mean Jesus this this like from what I hear these seats are ridiculous and we were in like the row 200s so obviously she spent a quite a bit of money on this um and you know what everybody tells me yeah you just you know just thank her and have a good time and yes I did have a good time but honestly I didn't really I would I, I, if it would have been one of my bands, I probably would have gotten more out of it. But unfortunately, whatever. It was just going with her. She ended up showing up. Uh, we had to be there. Supposedly, he goes usually on by nine or ten, nine o'clock, whatever the place. Um, she came over here around six. Uh, we were supposed to take the like I was trying to get out there early and all that stuff, but she 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 came over here around six ish, whatever the case. Um, and then. I told her what time the train was coming. She did not get here in time. So we missed the train. I was like, well, if we're going to wait for the next train, we're going to wait an hour. We're not going to make it on time. She decided she wanted to call an Uber. She didn't mind calling an Uber to take us all the way down to Yankee Stadium. Actually, no, it was Madison Square Garden. Um, So I'm assuming that it was like 70, probably a little more than that because of traffic and all that stuff. You know, these Ubers and these Lyfts. They, they, they're heavy. But she said she didn't mind for paying for that. And I'm like, are you crazy? Because, you know, me, I'm 40 years old. I pay bills. I have rent. I have phone bill. I have food. I have a dog. I have to pay a lot of different things. I guess because she doesn't pay rent, she's able to, like, squander her money foolishly on stupid shit. Um, pardon my French. But whatever, the, the the Uber came and we started driving out there, you know, whatever the case. We we literally spoke the whole way there. Um, 
we finally get to Madison Square Garden. We run into Madison Square Garden, and we run. She, you know, we were taking the trains, the 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 subway, um, to get to the appropriate place to get to like Yankee Stadium. We jumped from train to train. It was just really hot and really. Uh, oh my God, we were, we were already rushing because she decided that she wanted to come in late and she didn't want to go to Diplo. So. Obviously, we get off the train, jump into another train. We're waiting for the, uh, the our final train. We start seeing a whole bunch of people, half-naked women all over the place. It's so freaking crazy. I guess they decided to dress for um for his album because his album was called C uh Umberano Sinti. It's a, a, a summer without you, and um you know so we get we fi- <coughs> we finally get to um. Yankee Stadium, and we start running into, you know, the lines and all that stuff. Obviously, there's thousands and thousands of people outside. It's ridiculous how many people are crazy for this guy wearing bunny ears and representing Puerto Rico and all this other stuff. So I was right at home with the Puerto Rico, but I don't know about the bunny ears or whatever. And now, <clears throat> now we had to get to row. As, as we went in, they had to pat us down, make sure we didn't have any weapons of what's of, of some sort or whatever the case um now once we get inside we are running literally late we can hear the music inside and all that stuff but we are on the first floor we have to get up to the second floor so it's like the lobby floor and you have to go through the aisles and all that stuff you have to go up um escalators and all these other stairs and then we have to go past the second floor and then we have to go to um pass up to the second set i mean past the first floor up to the second floor and we weren't sitting right where 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 you enter the second floor no we had to go opposite side all around so it was hot i was wearing brand new uh jordans that haven't been broken in so obviously my toes were dead we go in through the front door. Uh, we get patted down. We go up the escalator. There's thousands of people trying to get up. There's still thousands of people outside. Um, we go up. We go up this walkway, and we're running up and uh, up past all these things. There's no stairs at this point. It's just slants going up, and it's really tiring. And I'm over here dealing with anxieties and all this stuff, and I'm out of breath, and I'm out of shape because I've gained weight since the pandemic and all that stuff, and I haven't gotten myself back into to the gym just yet. I have to, but, you know, I'm just fat for right now. So we're running up these aisles, these slants, and all this other stuff, and we're hearing Diplo's set still going on, so we still have time, but right as we got to the second floor, Diplo ended, and it was getting ready to release Bad Bunny. Bad Bunny was about to come out, and everybody starts going crazy, starts, you know, the music starts bumping. At this point, my friend is running, and I'm running after her. My toes are dead. I've literally, you know, I I used to run track for, for three years, but I've let myself kind of go, and I've gained some weight. So I'm running behind her, trying to keep up, and it's just ridiculous. She's hauling butt as fast as she can. We finally get to our 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 area, our area and we go down. We literally got to our step where our chairs were going to be, and Bad Bunny comes out, and he starts singing, and everybody's going crazy. Like, I'm talking about everybody in this freaking concert knew every single freaking word, every single freaking song that he sang. I think I was the only one there that was out of sync with anything. The only two, the only three songs that I knew was Yo, Yo Perreo Sola, 
that Kitty and Titi me preguntó. Other than that, I've heard some of the other songs, but I just didn't really, I don't really care much for him. We went into our seats and it was, everybody stood. I don't think, I think maybe people sat down ever so oftenly, like not, not the whole time. I'll tell you straight out that I didn't sit down. I was so tired. Um, I was drenched in sweat. There was, we were all crushed in into these chairs. There was this guy sitting next to me and it turns out that he was trying to steal my chair. So that's why he wouldn't move until finally my friend told him that if he didn't get out, she was going to call security. So he ended up leaving. Um, I got really, really frustrated because I couldn't sit there and I wasn't going to tell him because I didn't know what to say. Like, oh, dude, you get out of here if he was going to start an argument. I'd, I'd just rather step off. So I got out of the, you know, the aisle, went to go get some drinks, you know, a bottle of water and like a soda or whatever. And I sent it to her because it was... It was just really hot, and I stood in the where where the stairs are, and then she told me no, the guy left, so I went back over there. The whole time she's freaking singing, she's she's she knew every freaking song that that, that this dude you know sang, and me, I was just there like okay, whatever. Um, it just so happens that it was a really good show, you know. Um, what's his name? Um, Raumel Santos came out uh, Joel and Randy came out uh, Arcanhead came out um, and some girl that I don't, I never heard of, and they were just singing songs. They, they were singing songs. I, I mean, literally. Thank God I took my battery pack because um, I literally shot a little bit of footage for each and every one of his songs. So it's all up on my Instagram and my Facebook. If you guys want to look at it, it's on Dave D Saint or Dave underscore D underscore Saint. You can see some of the videos that I shot. Um, it was it was a spectacle, you know. Some of the music was, um, you know, bumping. Um, you know, there was fireworks, there was lights, strobe lights. It was just an amazing time. Um, fortunately, since I didn't don't really listen to him, and I'm not that much of a fan. To me, it was just whatever, you know. Um, my friend experienced the best thing. She just kept telling me, uh, just it's the experience. Don't worry about anything else. Just the experience. The experience is what you. And I'm like, yeah, it was an experience. But honestly, it was just too much, too much, too much. Um, I stepped out of line. I mean, I stepped out of my chair for a second time. Um, I ended up getting beers. These beers that were like, oh my gosh, fifteen dollars a piece came out to thirty-two something. I was that was ridiculous. It's something that I would never do because honestly, I think smarter than that. Younger people in this generation, they think that that's fine. You know? Oh yeah, I don't mind throwing money away like that. No, I don't throw money away like that. As a matter of fact, every time that I'm with my friend, I feel kind of like a cheapskate. But in in reality, it's not. I come from a different era and. And I'm not, I'm not, I'm sorry for all the young people who may be listening, but I'm not stupid. I don't waste money foolishly on stuff that I can get for $5, 6 bucks. you know. Um, just because I go to a concert doesn't mean that I'm going to splurge that high. I'll throw money down for certain things, but not to that experience. I'll tell you straight out, it was, uh, it was definitely uh, some sort of an experience. I enjoyed it, the music, all the stuff. It was literally two hours of standing, so I was definitely exhausted. My feet were killing me. Afterwards, coming back, um, people were outside, you know, trying to sell the last of their shirts, and it was just a lot of people everywhere. Uh, we got onto the subway again, and 
the subway, I guess something happened where somebody pulled one of the alarms and we couldn't leave. Finally, we left. We got to Madison Square Garden again. We were going to miss the last train, which came like around 1.15. Unfortunately, we got there like around 1.20. So um, my friend was telling me, oh, we would jump on this and that and this and that. And I was like, no, you know what? I, you bought, you paid for an Uber. I'm going to pay for a lift back. So before that, we ended up buying food at one of the vendors, one of those uh, halal guys. And we stood outside, you know, in New York, just eating and, you know, just talking and having a good time while the Uber came. Finally, the Uber or the Lyft, whatever it was, came, picked us up. We enjoyed the ride back home. Um, and, you know, it was just crazy to think that that whole spectacle happened in like only a couple of a couple hours before um i can say it was an experience i maybe i would have had more of a good time if this guy if i if i actually followed bad bunny like that but unfortunately i don't follow him like that i don't know much about him i just know that he's you know pretty much part of 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 hollywood and he does what hollywood tells him um so and i know that he's the, the hottest thing out right now you know everybody tries to say that there's other um, reggaeton artists out there that they're doing it just as good as he is and maybe they are but Bad Bunny actually has diversity in most of his songs you know he goes from ballads to reggaeton to dance music to um, slow music to all different types of music for all different types of people I'm not giving him mad praise but you know you gotta understand that he's probably the hottest thing out right now in the game so you know, it was an experience. Um, I won't be going back anytime soon to any of his shows because, honestly, I just don't care for him. Um, but, yeah, definitely, you know, um, it's a once-in-a-lifetime thing, you know. At my age, 40, experiencing that, I probably would have enjoyed better listening to, um, uh, what's his name, um, you know, like Los los Peebles, no, what's it, Alexis Enfido, or... I don't know any of the other guys, uh, Daddy Yankee. Um, I don't know who else is out there. Um, Joel and Randy, you know, they were pretty cool to listen to. But yeah, that was my experience at the Bad Bunny concert at Yankee Stadium a Saturday before Sunday, before the VMAs, before he did the stunt about making out with men or whatever the case and being called the number one artist out there. I don't know what the hell. Uh, but yeah, um, definitely. Okay, moving on to my next thing. We're going to do Stranger Things 4 Question Year. Um, it was one of the biggest shows of this year in Season 4. Uh, season 5 is coming up, I believe, ne probably next year. Next year after that, it's going to be the finale. It's supposed to be a big blowout when it comes to the series um one of the most biggest shows of netflix i think Nef that's what's keeping netflix afloat to tell you the truth but yeah you know um it was cut into two volumes it went up to uh ep was it uh episode seven and then it went eight and nine and the eight and nine were like two giant movies but uh, yeah, it was definitely an experience. So I'm gonna talk uh, questionnaires, and then I'm gonna answer them. Unfortunately, I don't have anybody to jump off here. But uh, I'm just gonna give you my research answers that I did. So number one question is Max dead? So uh, before we get more into this, I'm just gonna tell you there is gonna be spoilers in this uh, in this questionnaire. So obviously, if you haven't seen Stranger Things season four, stop right now, go watch it. Uh, I give you five. Five, with the count of five to go away, pause it, and then come back. One, two, three, four, five. You had your warning. Question number one, is Max dead? That's the question for everybody. 
So the answer that I found is Max's fate is a big question mark at the end of Stranger Things 4. Vecna, who is the main villain, finally fulfilling fulfilled his goal of killing her. But Eleven seemed to save her life by awakening a new level of power. However, Max is still unresponsive in a coma. And most alarming of all, Eleven is unable to find any sign of her presence at all when using her powers. The Duffer brothers, who created the show and write it and direct it, revealed that they originally planned to kill Max off this season, but instead opted to leave things more open-ended. So they were going to kill her off. So it would have been horrible for people to cry to see this thing. Question number two, how did a gate to the Upside Down open in Russia? So that's another question that everybody's been pondering. But then again, we just started getting answers now, and it's been four seasons. The Russians are growing their own Demogorgons, have captured some of the black particles that created the Mind Flare, and seem to have their own gate to the Upside Down. Could Vecna have opened the gate in Russia for some reason? And if so, why? So it has, still hasn't been answered. So we're going to probably get those answers in season five. Um, but we all know now that they are doing a spinoff show. So what could that entail? Uh, question number three. Who will Nancy end up with? It's like Nancy, the skinniest woman alive who needs to eat a couple of sandwiches. It's like the hot thing in this series. I mean, that look that she gave when she shot Vecna. I mean, she was hot as hell there. But like, she's skinny as all hell. So it's like you got Jonathan and, and Steve going crazy for this chick so that's the love triangle nancy jonathan and steve nancy started out the series with the arrogant self-obsessed steve but quickly left him for the more caring thoughtful embrace of jonathan however something flipped in season four after jonathan grew more apathetic and unfocused after this move to california nancy didn't feel as connected to him anymore but she did appreciate steve's new kind and heroic side so from what i understand i heard so many rumors that steve was supposed to die i don't know if he was supposed to die here but i know that supposedly he was supposed to die somewhere in the series now <clears throat> i guess they kept him because he was like a fan favorite i guess there was even some billboards out there when stranger things 4 was going to come out and said will steve die so they were actually pressing this thing to make us believe that he was going to die and try to dis distract us of who was really going to die. So my question is, what made them change their minds? Was he that much of a popular character? Because he was a prick in season one. And all of a sudden in season two, he becomes friendlier with just uh, with Dustin. And then all of a sudden in season three, they're like the best of friends. So I'm just saying, what made them keep him? It was that he was that good of a character. I mean, or is he still going to die? That's my question. Question number four, is Will going to become a villain? Now, that's what I've been pondering. I think that he's still connected now. This is my answer, um, not 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 the, the computer's answer. But I still think that he's connected to Vecna somehow. And he's going to end up betraying him. And he's going to probably sacrifice himself. Being that he's probably going to be the gay character. And he's going to feel like he doesn't fit. And everybody's over, over here getting paired off. So I think that he's probably going to sacrifice himself for his friends. And this is what the computer says. There's a theory that this connection to Vecna goes much deeper than just a chill on the back of his neck. And it could be foreshadowing Will taking a dark turn in the final season. If Vecna has some sort of control over Will or a hidden bond with him, then he could be key to the villain's grand plan. 
I'm I'm thinking that he's probably gonna be possessed or something, and he's gonna in, in, infiltrate the the group. Um, and maybe that's how well, some of them are gonna die. I mean, I heard that a lot of people are gonna die, so I don't know. Question number five: What is the source of eleven and effect? This powers now. This is something that wasn't really answered still because you know everything's been very, very, very um, thrown up in the air. But the, the one of the answers that I read was: Where did these powers come from? Is eleven human, or did the, or did she come from the upside down? Are all the psychic kids connected to the upside down? Also, what even is the upside down? These are the most central questions in Stranger Things. So hopefully the final season offers some satisfying answers. So like I said, they still haven't answered anything. So now the six questions. Question number six. Will Eddie be resurrected? Everybody wants Eddie to come back because he was such an awesome character. Especially that whole um, a solo that he had with the guitar of Metallica. Oh man, that was such an amazing um, um, scene. The answer is there's a growing fan theory that Eddie may be resurrected in the final season. The theory is based in Dungeons and Dragons lore. Wherein, if you guys hear my dog, that's my mascot. Yeah, he's still alive and he's still around and he's being annoying. Wherein Vecna has trusted lieutenant named Cass the Bloody Handed. This role could be fulfilled by... Okay, wait, wait. Let me rewind that. The theory is based on Dungeons and Dragons lore. Wherein Vecna has a trusted lieutenant named Cass, the Bloody Handed. This role could be fulfilled by Vecna bringing Eddie back to life to do his bidding. Given how much of a massive fan favorite the character became in Season 4, it would make sense for the Duffer Brothers who created the show to look for some way to bring Eddie back. I, I mean, if they bring him back, I wouldn't want him to bring him back as a villain. But, I mean, if we get him back somehow. <clears throat> Question number seven. What happened to Murray, Enzo, and Yuri? Hopper and Joyce, this is the answer. Hopper and Joyce got to see everyone again. But their buddies from the Russia mission were suspiciously missing in action. MIA. Presumably, Murray, Enzo, and Yuri are all just back to living their usual lives in their home. But it's weird the finale never showed what happened to them after the final battle in Russia. I'm assuming they just said peace out to each other and they moved on with their lives. And then, you know, obviously the Hopper and Joyce joined with the kids. And then, you know, you get to end anything that we got. But um, I think I'm pretty sure we'll see them later on in time. Question number eight. Why is the Upside Down stuck in 1983? Which I was in real life two years old in 1983. The Upside Down is frozen in 1983 for some reason. More specifically, it never advanced past the day Will was abducted. It's unclear why time stopped in the Upside Down, but it definitely seems to suggest Will's connection to the realm is stronger than anyone realized. Like I said, Will is definitely going to be something big in this final season. A lot of people don't want him to die, but um, it was said that some people are going to go on to the next world. Question number nine. What is the monster Nancy saw in her vision? When Vecna gave Nancy a vision of Hawkins' destruction, she described seeing a monster with a gaping mouth swallowing the town. That doesn't sound like Vecna, which might mean he's going to summon another monster to do his bidding in season five. After the Demogorgons and the Mind Flayer, there's no telling what this final upside down beast could be. The final boss. 
<clears throat> well, I mean, uh, it, the, I'm just wondering, you know, the Upside Down probably has a lot of demons and ghouls and all this stuff all over. So I'm assuming there's other things that we haven't seen yet. Question number 10. Will 8 return? 8 is presumably the, uh, 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 the only other psychic-powered person alive other than Eleven and Vecna. So why is Eleven trying to recruit her? Why isn't uh, Eleven trying to recruit her to battle, to, you know, to join the battle against Vecna? Some fans even think the show has been hinting at Eight's return, pointing out that a perfect Dungeons and Dragons role is 20, and Eleven plus Eight plus One is 20. <clears throat> Hopefully, Eight hasn't been forgotten and will help Eleven save the day in the final season. Hopefully, because I mean, she was a vital point in season two, you know, meeting her sister and all. And the final question, which B named B as in ABC, AB named character will die? I had no idea that this was actually a thing. I just thought that, you know, new characters that everybody liked were being killed off. But no, it all started with the B letter. One very bizarre but consistent trend in every season of Stranger Things is that a character whose name begins with the letter B always winds up dead. It was Barb in Season 1, then Bob in Season 2, then Billy in Season 3, and finally Dr. Brennan in Season 4. Maybe the trend is just a coincidence or maybe the Duffer Brothers really have some vendetta against the second letter in the alphabet. Either way, anyone with a B... Named could be target in season five, and that's it, everybody. Um, hopefully, those answers were to your satisfaction, and, and uh, we'll be continuing on. I believe next week I will be talking about. Well, I'll let you guys know what I'll be talking about next week before I cut off on this podcast. Uh, I'll give you guys some of the news that I found out recently. Obviously, there's going to be more news coming during the upcoming weeks. Right now, it's just I've, I was talking about Bad Bunny and, and the questionnaire. I didn't want to keep going. But yeah, uh, Black Panther Wakanda Forever will conclude Phase 4 for the MCU. Captain New World Order, Captain Captain America New World Order is one of the titles that was released at um, D23. Agatha, Coven of Chaos, Loki Season 2, Daredevil Born Again, and Blade. Um, then uh, the Marvel Phase 5 lineup is Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania for February 17, 2023. Secret Invasion, which comes out spring 2023. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, May 5th, 2023. Marvel's Echo, Summer 2023. Loki Season 2, Summer 2023. The Marvels, July 28th, 2023. Ironheart, Fall of 2023. Blade, November 3, 2023. Agatha Coven of Chaos, Winter 2023. Daredevil, Born Again, Spring 2024. Captain America, New World Order, May 3rd, 2024. And Thunderbolts, July 26, 2024. Moving on, Fantastic Four will be the first movie in Phase 6. Avengers Secret Wars and Avengers The Kong Dynasty will conclude the multiverse saga. Modoc to be the main villain and main villain in Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania. New Black Panther game reportedly in development at EA. Aragon, which is one of my favorite uh, book series, TV series coming to Disney Plus. Joseph Quinn detained at airport released when recognized as Eddie Munson, which was that's awesome. 
Avengers The Kang Dynasty to be directed by Shang-Chi director. Black Panther 2 trailer, 7th most watched in the MCU with 172 million views in the 24 hours of its release. And finally, Keanu Reeves wants to play a live-action Batman in the future, which I believe it's pretty much impossible. But who knows? <clears throat> On the next podcast, I will be talking about my trip to go see the band Shinedown at PNC Bank Art Center. And we will be doing a questionnaire for Miss Marvel. The week after that, I'll be doing my uh, experience at the Birthday Massacre. And we will talk a little bit about Pinocchio 2022. And after that, uh, Cobra Kai Season 5 and The Sandman, guys. Uh, you know, there's a lot of stuff coming out that I've been watching that I haven't been uh, catching, uh, you know, pretty much talking on the podcast. But I will, I will. Don't worry about it. I will. So right now we're going to do a quick transitional period, which will be a... And we will come back with uh, recommendations, uh, reviews and recommendations. See you in a few. Master, master, Alrighty, guys, I am here and I am about to talk to you guys about my reviews and recommendations. Obviously, I was telling you that last time um, I was watching movies, I was watching with my friend Maria at the time and everything. We were doing the Halloween bit and all that stuff. Um, just to drop, I'm just going to talk about five ones that I saw. So these are great movies to watch during Halloween season and all that stuff since we are in the Halloween season right now. Brain Scan, a uh, great movie, uh, came out in the 90s, starring Edward Furlong. About a vi- uh, it's a teenager. A teenager is part of an interactive video game where he kills innocent li- victims. Later, the murderers become real. Uh, one of my favorite movies of all time. I remember watching this on my birthday around... Uh, um, I was young uh, in the the 90s. I remember my sister um, ended up picking me up, my nephew, and I believe it was my sister as well, my other sister, my younger sister. Uh, We all went to uh, New... New... Not New Line Cinema. It's New... Oh, I forgot the name of the theater. But it was over here in... um, In... in Roselle, was it? Yeah, it was Roselle. New... God. New Park Cinemas. Yeah. Something like that. It was a little family uh, theater. We went to go watch it there. It was in a dope movie. I loved it. Um, definitely go check it out. It's it's kind of spooky. Obviously, this boy inje- learns about this video game. He injects himself into the give- video game. Um, now, this game is supposed to be an interactive experience where you sit on this chair and you're supposed to get some kind of a brain scan into your head and you become the video game. You're inside the video game. So he goes off thinking that this is just a video game. He ends up uh, popping up in this other location. He ends up killing this man. When he wakes up, he finds out that um he really killed him and now he's in in the game till he finishes it up um he has to erase uh uh you know evidence he has to kill witnesses and all this other stuff and, and you get a surprise ending one of the 
best movies of the 90s. And one of my favorite characters was the trickster. He was so awesome. Always wanted to dress up to dress up like him for Comic-Con. Everybody, I'm going to Comic-Con this, the 7th of October. It's right around the corner. I wanted to dress up. Unfortunately, I'm not going to be able to do that because money scares. So what can I do? But I always wanted to dress up as the trickster for Comic-Con. Um, you know, from Big, from Big Scan. Uh, next movie that we saw was the first in the series of the Insidious movies. Uh, this was the first one that came out. Obviously, the, the 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 timeline for the Insidious movies is all discombobulated. But this was the first one. It says Insidious, a family looks to prevent evil spirits from trapping their comatose son child in a realm called the Further. And in the Further, there's this demon that's trying to take over. I guess they call him Lipstick Face or something like that. And he's trying to invoke the boy. And it turns out that there's all these uh, movies that are all interlocked with each other. There's um, Insidious The Lost Key, Insidious 3, Insidious 1, Insidious 2. And now they're in development for Insidious 3. And I think Patrick Wilson will be directing that. Uh, But yes, one of the scariest movies of that time when they first came out. Um, So yeah, definitely. Uh, Next uh, movie that I'm going to talk about is Teaching Miss Tingle. Which, uh, um, to me, felt a lot like the movie Killing Mr. Griffin, which was based on a book. Um, but Teaching Miss Tingle was, you know, it starred Katie Holmes and Barry Watson. And these people were, like, in the movie because of the fact that they, they were, um, you know, they were the, all the rage around that time because they were on popular TV shows on the WB, the Warner Brothers TV shows, like Katie Holmes was in, in um, Dawson's Creek and Barry Watson was in uh, Seventh Heaven. So they were in this movie. The story, the movie, the, the synopsis reads, a story of a a girl who is willing to do anything to become valedictorian, even if it means murdering the teacher that stands in her way. So there's this teacher that hates her so much and is trying to prevent her from from graduating and becoming the person that she is or she's destined to be because she's kind of jealous of her because she was never able to get out of town. So the movie was a stupid movie when it came out. Obviously, it was all the rage back then, you know, these stupid little movies, these teen, uh, um, you know, teen movies, they were all the rage. They were fun. But when you look at it now, it was really stupid movie. Uh, next one we're going to talk about is Insidious Chapter 2. Now, this Insidious Chapter 2, I believe, is the final in the series. I think Part 3 is goes before Part 1. And I think The Lost Key goes before Part 3. So, it would be The Lost Key, Insidious 3, Insidious, and then Insidious 2. But, yeah, in the order of release, Insidious Chapter 2, the Lamberts believe that they have defeated defeated the spirits that have haunted their family but they soon discover that evil is not beaten so easily so it turns out that um in the first film um this there was this one specific witch that wanted uh, patrick wilson's character and he is able to get patrick wilson at the end of the film so chapter two involves pretty much this witch haunting their house and being inside patrick wilson's character um, definitely something if you guys are into that kind of spook factor definitely check that out and the final movie that I'll be talking about was one of my favorites in the 90s or was it the early 80s um, starring 
uh, what's his name? Devon Sawa, Jessica Alba, uh, Seth Green, and I forgot the guy's name. Foggy from Daredevil. Uh, it was a teenage comedy. It was a teenage horror comedy. A boy who literally is a slacker, doesn't like doing anything but smoking weed and having sex and all that stuff. So what do they call Idle Hands? It's the Devil's Playground. Uh, the synopsis reads, a teenage slacker's right hand becomes possessed with murderous intent. So... He gets possessed by the devil and it starts killing people at random and um, they're not able to stop it. So they have to hack it off and they find out that the it is really um, it is really possessed by the devil and it kills so many people left and right. So it was a comedy, uh, nothing to jump about, but it, you know, it's a Halloween thing. So definitely, definitely check that out. It's a pretty fun movie. Uh, and again, that's it. I am Dave D. Saints. You can find me in all the major, major hashtags under Dave D. Saints or Dave underscore D underscore Saints uh, or David Santiago. Um, I'm all over the place if you want to find me on PSN. I'm playing PS5 now. I got my PS5. I've been playing Jump Force and i got a couple other games that I'm in there. Um, I am Ariel Dean 81 I repeat, Ariel as in under the sea. Dean as in James Dean. And 81 as in the number after 80. You guys have a good night. And I will talk to you soon. Ha, 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 ha.